What a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the villain Marty Scurll and you are listening to Behind, no sorry, what was it? Me and my friend Mark, we're gonna stop watching. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to uh, Behind the Gorilla. Uh, we should have just been recording the past 40 minutes as we just <laughs> were talking about uh, horror movies and then Hitchcock mm-hmm. movies and then James Bond mm-hmm. movies. So mm-hmm. one of these days, we're just I'm just going to record all of that and that's going to be what I post as the podcast. We'll just I'll put that instead. Just, well, like, wrestling was bad this week. Here's our on which James Bond is the best and why. Yeah, yeah, which I can't. I we'll can't get there speak at some to. point. I, I have feel not like the structure seen of the show is... nearly enough of those movies to well, competently <laughs> talk about it. Slowly morph into a James Bond podcast. I don't want happen. to do that. I, I don't want to morph into a James <laughs> Bond podcast. I like I like exactly three James Bond movies. I don't. I know. Mm-hmm. Oh man, we can do we, a Hitchcock we spent podcast. Much of the, like we spent at least I would like that too. We spent yeah, at least fifteen of the last. 40 minutes with me describing to Mark how like most of the James Bond movies are not objectively good. They're just fun and cool, which <laughs> well, is sure, not quite the same that. thing. Yeah, but yeah. that's the point. But, oh boy. Anyway, anyway, this is currently a wrestling podcast. It, it is so, for now. Um, and of which so we watched, let's see. This will be interesting because um, I watched Dynamite, did not get to Rampage, um, Mm-hmm. And Harris did not watch Dynamite and watch Rampage, so that'll be a perfect one-two punch. Um, and then, well, yeah, so yay. And before we get to that, I, I, I'm not even gonna offend you by asking. I also watched Extreme Rules, the oh, WWE. Yeah, that happened last show. week, didn't it? Yeah. So <laughs> here's the thing. I'm gonna try. I don't know how long I'll stick to this format. I'm gonna try to consistently deliver three good things from WWE programming every week going forward, just to. Keep me sort of invested because there's things happening in WWE that I like and are good. And I want to try to focus on the positives. And also, again, the structure of this show has rapidly deteriorated. So I want it to be a little bit more than just (laughs) the AEW recap show. So it's true. Okay, let me think. Let me think. I had them. I'm going to tell you three good things that happened in WWE this week, Mark. And then I'm going to tell you how Extreme Rules ended. Which does not belong in that I, category. I did hear about that, okay. so that'll be interesting. <laughs> it it it's one of the things that like it could have been a topic in a future episode if they mm-hmm. had given it a little more time, and we had the time to do topics right now. But okay, right. let's see. Good thing number one, uh, Liv Morgan beat Carmella in their match on pay per view. It was good. Liv Morgan is money. Push her more. Yep. Come on, it's it's great. Carmella is doing this thing. like the the basis of their feud. Because, you know, WWE can't write compelling female characters is that Carmella says that she's the only she's the most beautiful woman in WWE and Liv Morgan is ugly. So she's going to beat her in this fight. Which, mm-hmm. yeah, of course, Liv Morgan, absolute dog. Nobody ever. Yeah. Be disgusting. To her. No, no way. But <laughs> Liv Morgan won the match. I'm pretty sure they're going to do like a dashing Carmella Rhodes thing where Carmella has this like glitter mask that she wears because Liv Morgan <laughs> breaks her nose. I I think they're going in that direction. She wore this fancy mask on SmackDown last week. That might be 
someday we're going to do an episode where we make like a top 10 list of wrestling cliches that we love. And I think I'm disfigured. So I have to wear a mask is, is on there for me. I'm a sucker for that bit every time. Yeah. That's pretty good. Roll with that. That's, that's fun. Um, I'm all for it. What else happened? What else happened? That was good. Oh yeah. Okay. So the match between, uh, Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair was genuinely very good. The whole build was, Hey, at SummerSlam, Becky beat Bianca in 30 seconds. That was kind of dumb. There's this weird meta angle to it where like Becky Lynch came back and wanted to play a heel, but everybody cheers for her because she's Becky Lynch, but everybody knows she wants to be a heel because we all read the dirt sheets. So it's this weird, like, is Becky Lynch good enough to get people who love her to boo her thing going on? And she's not quite there, but like Bianca Belair is so cool that people will still cheer for her. Like, it's not a completely one-sided thing. Becky's idea of being a great heel is to try to be as much like Conor McGregor as possible. And it's working in the sense that it's, like, kind of annoying. And you want to see her doing something better. So I I don't know if that tracks or not. But the match was really, really good. It was fun. And then I think this was a good example of a non finish They ended the match by having Sasha Banks come out, kick the crap out of both of them, and end the match in a DQ which I'm fine with because I don't want to see either one of them lose clean. The whole point was, hey, if Bianca Belair is ready for her, she can handle Becky Lynch in a match, and she proved that. Like, there was some really good stuff going on. Becky tried to hit, like, her finisher immediately like she did at SummerSlam, and it didn't work because Bianca's ready now. Like, it was a pretty simple story, and they just kind of let them cook, but it was done well. I liked the non-finish. I thought that was fine. And then the main event, this was the third thing. I was compiling this list as I was watching it. This was Roman Reigns, the, you know, god of pro wrestling right now in WWE, the heel he always should have been. He's crushing it. He's he's genuinely one of the best things in wrestling. Fighting the demon Finn Balor, the demon who has only ever lost one match, never on the main roster. He's gone psycho mode. He's all painted up. It, it's great. It's really fun. The build was pretty good, a little cartoony, but, like, that's fine. I like that with the demon. And he kicked out of the spear. Which I thought was awesome. I think, like, you know he's not going to win, right? They've, they're they mm-hmm. already going to – they're setting up Brock and Roman Reigns in Saudi Arabia. Roman's going to retain until they build up some new great baby face, which isn't going to be Finn because we know the company doesn't really care about him that much. But they're trying to protect him. They're trying to protect this character. And the spear is probably the most protective finisher in WWE right now from Roman. And the demon kicked out completely clean. And that was genuinely – I was like, whoa, that's awesome. Because of course he's going to lose, but like they've protected Roman so much and they've protected the spear so much that two spears to put a guy away is a big deal. And it feels like a big deal. Um, <laughs> and then the end of the match happened and I've, I don't want to say never, but I have rarely gone from so into a wrestling match to so laughing at a wrestling match in the span <laughs> of like a minute and a half. So he kicks out of the spear. He's kind of he's he's hulking up. And the Usos immediately like they panic. They run down as soon as they can see him kick out of the spear. They run down, throw him out of the ring, beat him up. This is an extreme rules match. So it's no DQ. And Finn continues to hulk up and he beats up both of the Usos, throws them through tables, turns around and eats just the most hellacious spear barricade I've ever seen. I know you're partial to Goldberg. I would put this up there with any devastating out of the ring through a thing Goldberg spear. It was spectacular. Have you seen him and spear the shoes off of Chris Jericho? Which you're going to have to be more specific. 
It doesn't matter. We're not going to agree on this, but okay, fine. I consider it up. There. I'll go watch it, but I think it's up. There. I'm trying to be quick here, Mark. We got a lot to talk about. We do. He, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. We have some things to talk about. Spears him through the barricade. It's awesome. It's crazy. He's dead. Roman's hurt because he hit him through the barricade or whatever. Finn's laying on the ground, and then you know how like the demon Finn music starts with the heartbeat, like when they give it the slow mm-hmm. pay per view. Yeah. Build like the. They do that, right? It beats. And when it, you hear that two or three times, and then the lights go red, and like when the heartbeat happens, Finn Balor like twitches and twitches and twitches. And each time, like the lights flash shred, and then his music starts playing, and fog starts filling the ringside area. And then, like, <laughs> okay, how's this for full circle? And then his entrance music starts playing and he gets up and and like Adam West himself starts kicking the crap out of people to his own theme song. (laughs) How's that for full circle? Like the Usos kind of stagger back up to their feet. He annihilates both of the Usos. His theme song is playing bump, 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 bump. You know, like the Mm -hmm. font is filled side at this point. So you can't even see the ground. He throws Roman Reigns back into the ring, gets on the top rope and like. Here's the thing, Mark. I know this sounds stupid in retrospect, but like, I didn't know what to expect. So a part of me was like, are they going to have him go supernova and beat Roman Reigns because he's superhuman? Like, that would be insane. But I guess that would protect Roman because this is a demon man. And like, I'm sure he could just lose as Finn Balor <laughs> next week. Like, whatever. Because this is so insane that I've genuinely, I'm like, okay, well, I guess he's going to win because they couldn't possibly have him hulk up like this start demolishing people while his own theme music is playing in the arena and then have him (laughs) lose and then he stands on the top rope to deliver the coup de grace to a devastated and probably like traumatized roman reigns and then the top rope breaks like the turnbuckle breaks (laughs) finn balor falls flat on his face kind of gets up and looks around like wait what and then roman reigns spears him and wins the match what a stupid show oh it was great it was one of the dumbest things i've ever seen and it was just it was awesome because whenever something really bad happens in wrestling there's a part of your brain that's like oh this is gonna make for great content on the internet like when the exploding barbed wire death match happened and you're like that was annoying but oh boy i can't wait to go on twitter and see what everyone said it was like that like how do you oh boy how did how does that help anybody? It makes Roman Reigns look dumb. Yeah, because he was about to lose that match and he he knew it. There was a point after he hit that spear that he looked to the heavens to God Almighty and was like, and gave like a little point like thank you, and then left like he doesn't even know why he won. He didn't deserve to win. <laughs> Finn Balor looks like a dummy because you would think. If he can, like, supernaturally recover from a spear through a barricade and an entire match of, like, fatigue and beatdowns, then he could also, like, falling off the top turnbuckle would not kill him. But apparently it does. Like, that knocked him out of it or whatever. Oh, um, my gosh. Um, yeah, so that was – it was it was a baffling choice all around. Just let him, like they, – they just overcooked it. Like, kicking out of the spear was great. That was a really good, like, pro wrestling way to prove – that this guy's different than the rest when he's the demon, you know, and just do that. Like just have the match go for another five minutes, have Roman counter one thing, hit the spear again, 
spear him out of the coup de gras or something. I don't know. Like it wouldn't look super genuine, but that would have at least been a spot. Yeah. No, it's you know what it reminds me of. The other finish I can think of like this is when Dean Ambrose was fighting Bray Wyatt. Oh my way gosh! Back. Yes, yes. Now I know exactly what you're talking about. And he go in the match like he's setting up a finish. He goes to hit him with a monitor. The monitor explodes, <laughs> and then he's down, and Bray Wyatt pins him. And you're like, well, that didn't do anything for anybody because, <laughs> one, now I know the guy who won couldn't have beat him unless that really lucky thing happened. Mm-hmm. And, two, it makes the guy who lost look like an idiot. Yeah. So why did we – like, I know you think you're protecting people here, but you're not. You're yep. just making everyone look worse. And now I'm mad because you think I'm stupid. The only thing that this had better than that is that in my mind, I can look at it and say, well, in kayfabe, obviously, Paul Heyman like messed with the turnbuckle <laughs> while they were fighting through the crowd. And here's the thing, man. If WWE was a better like written company, they could do that. Yeah. Like You could tell a yeah. story where the heel champ cheats his way to victory because he knows that the guy he's fighting hits his finisher off the top turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. So while they're brawling through the crowd his manager messes with all the top turnbuckles, but they're not going to do that. They're never going to try to explain it. Certainly not explain it. Well, yep. Baffling choices all around. I'm not oh, going to lie. Man. I had a great time. Like it wasn't good, but as soon as it happened, I was like, Oh, 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 oh no. And that was pretty fun. So that's three good things that happened. And then one baffling, very bad thing, but you know, nobody's mm. perfect. That's very true. <laughs> that is very true. <clears throat> oh man because you have to admit you have to admit if finn balor hulked up beat up roman reigns and the usos while his theme song played and then pinned the champ clean in the middle of the ring in the middle of this superstitious supernatural frenzy that would be like one of the wildest things to happen in wrestling in a while mm-hmm. which but of course they didn't commit to it so instead it was just <laughs> dumb <laughs> Uh, that's uh, Tales oldest, oldest Time right there. Uh, yeah, but, in, but but enough of that. Let's talk about Dynamite. All right. Um, Dynamite was fine. Like it, it wasn't. It it wasn't. It wasn't a great Dynamite. There were some really good parts, though. I mean, like like always. I mean, even the worst Dynamites are gonna have stuff that's good. Um, that's one of the mm-hmm. that's one of the differences between AEW and WWE. But um. It was fine. Like Jungle Boy versus Adam Cole, I was really mad that that match happened already because I thought there was mm-hmm. going to be some sort of build, at least a little bit. And AEW has just completely gotten rid of builds right now. And they're just like, oh, these people looked at each other wrong last week. All right. Well, guess what? Uh, the day before, uh, literally on like Tuesday, we'll be like, and this is the match tomorrow. And you're like, oh, well, that's nice. Why? 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 Why couldn't we like do something more? But nope. OK, I guess not. And so I didn't even know this was going to be the match until like, I don't know, the day before or something. And, um, but I was like, yeah, that'll still be good. So, and it was, it was a good match. Um, I mean, obviously it's just a Adam Cole stepping stone match, which again, <laughs> AEW is just in full WWE superstars beating the AEW established stars right now. Like they're, they're in that mode right now because of all the new people that they've brought in, which is fine. And I mean, and that's what you mm-hmm. do with new people you bring in. And, and these are still young enough. A lot of them are young enough people where, you know, it's fine. Like Darby and jungle boy and stuff like that. But it's just like, eh, this, you know, it kind of, eh, it's still kind of annoying a little bit. 
at the same time. But but I get it. The Adam Cole thing is great. It's a perfect addition for the uh, the elite, which has gotten boring and mm-hmm. kind of annoying. So that's a that's a good dynamic. I mean, we've talked about that before. Uh, Adam Cole's going to end up commandeering. They're, they're going to split the elite up, and it's going to be Adam Cole and Kenny mm-hmm. Omega, and it's going to be great. Um, but so that's fine. And those two guys are just great. So match was fun. Um, uh, let's, what else happened? Oh yeah. Brian Danielson came out after and just talked against the elite and basically didn't really do. I saw a lot of comparisons to like the rock. That's kind of what it was. He basically just called them names and he called them Kenny no balls. And then the crowd started chanting that. And then the whole segment is now over from something stupid. And you're like, Oh, okay. Well, it really wasn't that great, but you know, the crowd's super into it. And Daniel Bryan can do no, or uh, Brian Danielson can do no wrong at this point. Cause the dude is just awesome. So, uh, it was, it was fine. And again, it's just about building up for that rematch. Cause whenever they do that, it's going to be, Oh, it's going to be awesome unless they screw it up, which they we we now know AEW is capable of screwing these things up. So that's kind of mm-hmm. disappointing to know. But I, I don't I don't th- I, I think that'll still be great. Um, then we had Cody back on Dynamite Wrestling with Lee Johnson versus uh, Dante Martin and Matt Seidel. Which just this random tag team match. And you're like, oh, OK, this is. This is fine. I don't really care, but uh, they're they're trying to get over Lee Johnson because he actually got the win. Um, and uh, but the the best part about this is they're they're definitely moving forward with the storyline, and they're still doing the Alistair Black thing, I guess, even though he wasn't even on the show. Which I I'm so confused with this feud because they won't have them both interact like ever it's all like i don't know why it's weird and and but part of it is they seem to be breaking up the Rhodes family maybe which is good that needs that mm-hmm. needs a change desperately um and so you know after the match arn anderson came up and he basically was like you suck and lee johnson <laughs> did everything and Arn Anderson proceeds to cut one of the best promos of all time. No, I heard about this. It was incredible. I, it was. He's just the ma- he's just the master man. He's so good, and it's just so nice when you get these. You know, because especially when you see him on TV, and and AEW has done a really good job of you know, utilizing the old legends. They're not putting them in the spotlight. They're using them to accent the you know, the current wrestlers, like they, they've done a really good job at that. But because of that, sometimes they don't really do a whole lot. So we haven't heard Arn speak like really promo speak in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know he, t- I mean, he talks and stuff, but, but it's different. But now he's like in a storyline where he's upset with Cody and with Cody losing. Mm-hmm. And he basically is like, Cody, you're being a little pansy. That's basically what he was saying. And like, you're, yeah. You're not you're not a fighter. You're not you're not a winner. You're not pushing for anything. You're just rolling over. And you're you're the guy who if a if a carjacker came in and said, Give me your car, <laughs> you'd just be like, uh yes, sir, take whatever you want and leave. Where I would pull out my I don't remember what he called it, but basically I'm gonna pull out my nine millimeter and blow his head off. And you're just like, What the hell, Arn? This, this is awesome. 
<laughs> well, and then he does hang on. So I know about this. Not only does he doesn't say that because that would be one thing. No, he Pantomime's does. Pulling. Oh, he does say it. Well, no, he does say it. I said he doesn't just say it. Oh, he oh, pantomimes oh, oh. pulling a gun out and yeah. putting it to Cody's temple. Yes, he does. And everyone on the planet, including Cody, was like, "Okay, what?" <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. I saw that a hundred times. That was great. It was awesome. Oh, it was so good. And you're just like, oh my gosh, Aaron Anderson, one of the best of all time on this mic, just running circles around everybody in the ring. Like just no one could even hold a candle to him, including Cody Rhodes, like in this moment. And you're just like, oh my gosh, which Uh I know, which that was, I mean, that was kind of part of the point of the whole thing. Right. And uh, yeah. So the weird part about that is I can't, Obviously, everyone wants Cody to turn heel. They're already booing him and everything. There hasn't been... There really hasn't been much on screen of him turning heel. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of Mm -hmm. weird. And then this almost... I don't even... I don't know if this was for him to turn heel or if this is like to try and get him back over as like the refreshed baby face or something like i don't know it was strange Hmm. so i'm not really sure what the intention is but uh, you know so i'm not really sure um Hmm. it would be you know obviously it's probably time for code uh, for roads to be healed um i just hope that it's earned because it hasn't been nothing really has happened yeah and so hopefully it's something with that although the weird part though would be turning heel with like on Arn Anderson, that'd be weird. I almost think that'd be counterproductive. Mm-hmm. Like you want Arn Anderson as the heel with you, I yeah. would think. So I don't know what's going on. Hmm. This whole storyline, I mean, I... everything with it, it's like nobody knows. And I don't even know if they hmm. know. And it's very weird, especially with it being Cody, who's been See, one of the foremost storytelling, mm-hmm. coherent, long-term type of guy. And for him to be in the most mm-hmm. confusing angle right now, story-wise is bizarre see i and i haven't seen this segment so i don't know i feel like i mean i i know what you're saying i feel like he is in effect he's effectively a heel right now right regardless of what his on-screen character's actions are but that the reason that's so interesting to me and that works so well is because cody rhodes the kayfabe character is convinced that he's the golden boy and that's why it works and it's really hard to do any in kayfabe heel turn yeah kind of break that because it's more fun when the bad guy thinks he's the good guy like that's Mm -hmm. something that's being done really well and that is uniquely suited to him yeah and i don't know i haven't seen this promo yet i mean i i could definitely see this being a sort of like this is the kick in the pants that cody rhodes needs to try and do some underhanded stuff next time while Mm -hmm. still insisting that he's not you know what i mean and like and that it won't necessarily be that he turns heel on Anderson so much as it is Arn Anderson saying, "All right, listen, kid, I'm tired of this crap. Do you want to win or do you want to be the golden boy? Like, what are you going to do? That you know what I mean? Great. Kind of being that devil in his ear. That'd be awesome. I could see something like that happening. I have no idea what they'll actually do, but I just love. So I did not watch. I, I didn't get to see this. This is one of the two things on the show I want to go back and mm-hmm. watch. I just haven't gotten a chance yet. Yeah, we'll but get to the other thing in a minute. I remember but in, <laughs> so I remember in 2014. Um, when there was a Shield versus Evolution match at a pay-per-view. It was a banger of a match, but there was this one weird thing that happened where 
Triple H and Randy Orton came out to the ring looking like, you know, certified badasses, black gear, black trunks, whatever. And Dave freaking Batista in what I think was the last match of his career for, you know, seven years came out in blue wristbands, blue trunks and blue boots. And every wrestling fan on the planet at the same time, independently of one another, went blue Tista. No, the, I thought that, that happened, happened this week when I thought that happened to us when he came back. I thought that was one of the things that happened. That was in 2014. That was in his run back after WrestleMania. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, not yep, his. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, so his last match then until he retired at WrestleMania or whatever. Like it was a there was a gap, right? I guess it was really his second run in the yeah. company or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but, okay, yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, I do remember yeah. that. That was great. But so that happened again this week because everybody watching Dynamite independently in their living rooms went <laughs> armed Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> And then once again, it was just delightful because everyone on Twitter was like, yo, look at this crazy old man with his gun. I don't know what's going on. This is awesome. It is great awesome. Great job, Henry. Listen, oh, it was love great. It. Love it was great. Can't wait to go watch this. Yeah, the master. And yeah, and he's – I like that. Like I'm not going to tell you I care about Lee Johnson yet, but I like that they're – I like that they have continuity, I guess is how I'll put it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a lot of – a lot of wrestling doesn't have continuity, especially in WWE. And even though sometimes they'll trot him out for a match and I'm like, whatever, I don't care. I like that. Now they're like, yeah, at least he stood up and fought. At least he's a guy, right? Cody Rhodes, you suck. You're not even as good as Lee Johnson. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, this is something like they're building him up, you know, by having him out there. For yeah. Him. He needs to ditch that That's name. Really that fun. name is awful. Big shoddy is one of the stupidest things <laughs> I've ever heard. It's so bad. It sounds like so many other things. Like it's not good. Sorry, Lee. You you need a different, you need a different moniker. That's just that ain't gonna that ain't gonna cut it. I don't think. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. It's bad. Um, but anyway, so it, I'll give it one thing. This is an interesting train wreck of an angle. So I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. So it, it is intriguing. Dude, that's for that's for I'm damn sure. I'm intrigued to see what happens next week. Me so, too. Well played. I, I, I guess. hope Arn Anderson comes strapped. Just comes out just full. <laughs> Full, full carrying. Just oh man, they they need to they need to go into that. That'd be awesome. But anyway, we'll see what happens. Uh, then we had another six man match that we just have every other week: Moxley, Darby, and Eddie versus Bear Country and Anthony Green. Who I I mean I know Bear Country. I never seen Anthony Green before. Um, but he's he's interesting. I mean, he kind of was a kind of had some like comedic elements to him i don't know but took the pin but this is stupid i'm so sick of this crap these are so dumb this is just why why do we keep doing these just thrown together it's like wwe with women's matches at this point like that's almost what it's turning into where we're just mm. every week we're gonna have like four three or more person team matches on dynamites and it's like it's it sucks it sucks it's almost never good um <laughs> There's no reason for this match to happen other than that there were people on the show, so it sucked. Yeah, um, programming to fill, right? We have some of those on Rampage, too, believe it or not. Yeah. And uh, then there's Dark Order and Orange Cassidy. I don't know why he was with the Dark Order, but versus Hardy family, I missed that. Mm. I'm sure there's a reason for it. I was only half paying attention at this point in the show because this show has gotten boring. Um, 
And, you know, this is kind of a big deal just because they were in Rochester. So, you know, they were in the home of Brody Lee. So they made a big deal Mm -hmm. at the beginning and made a big deal kind of with this. And there's the whole infighting going on with the Dark Order uh, with um, Evil Uno and Mm -hmm. Stu Grayson, which I like because Evil Uno and Stu Grayson are the only good things about the Dark Order. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. The Dark Order sucks. The Dark Order um, was fine with Brody Lee because Brody Lee was great. But ever since Brody Lee, unfortunately, passed, the Dark Order has been abs. It's awful. It does not work as a babyface team. I don't care about any of the people in there. I don't think most of them are particularly that great. The only people I like are are Stu Grayson and Evil Uno because I liked them from hmm. before, like when they started the Dark Order. I thought that was awesome. I really liked it when they kind of first started that, and it was like this weird cult and... I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Um, so the infighting See, is kind I, of is kind of fun, but they mm-hmm. like made up at the end of this. Like there was a big blow up during mm-hmm. the match with Brody Jr. coming out and and yeah. and everything, and then they like all made up. I, I guess at the end. So I'm not. I don't know if that's done or I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. But huh. I I would like okay. to see Evil Uno and Stu Grayson away from this as just See, a heel tag team again. I'm going to have to watch that and see how I feel about it. Cause okay. One Brody jr. That's, that's a whole nother can of worms. I don't really have any problem with that. That's oh, fine. No, that's but, fine. Yeah. And I like, here's the thing. I think the dark orders face turn was actually, obviously the circumstances around it were horrible, but like, mm-hmm. I kind of like that twist. And I like that this, they became this gang of like lovable misfits, like in a company that's dominated by factions they were the only they're one of the few factions that actually has some personality to me sure and that i see and i like and i root for like the hardy family office is kind of like qt marshall like there could be different wrestlers in that every week and i would not notice no me neither i agree like genuinely but the dark order i'm like okay yeah these guys i like these guys and i like the infighting yeah yeah that's interesting what the obvious solution is which is that hangman page when he comes back from his leave of absence mm-hmm. rediscovers himself as a person and reunites his friends in his quest against kenny omega sure. that's money that's a great idea if they already reunited that's kind of weak well it was I, I also i mean this was done fighting. as a brody so, tribute right. thing so, so that could be a one i'm hoping yeah. it was ju- yeah that's what i'm hoping i'm hoping it was just yeah. kind of for that and now we kind of go back to that in fighting because again like i said that's the first interesting thing that the dark order has been unfortunately since brody lee at least for mm-hmm. me so yeah hopefully they do something fun hopefully I think they do the, something the, fun the, with that to me the combination of of babyface dark order and hangman is what really makes it work that real odd couple yeah 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 without hangman it really did it, 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 there's it just, not a lot there's there, nothing yeah. there yeah i agree i can see that but i like that like there's these guys who are like they're in need of a leader. Like they've always kind of mm-hmm. been defined mm-hmm. by that. That's their story. And when they don't have one, they kind of start to fall apart because none of them can quite step up and but be the they leader. Do. They need some outside force. Evil Uno is the leader of no. the Dark Order. That's the thing that but drives me harder. nuts. Like he started the Dark Order. He was the. That's harder for me to take seriously. That's not a knock on him. But drives me nuts. I miss it, man. He's great on the mic, and they never let him do anything anymore. But hopefully, yeah. hopefully something. But I anyway, mean, the, we'll see what. The happens. flip side of this is if they. If they dark order, I wouldn't care about any of these people. in it. Maybe they, you true, know, maybe they'd true. have other stories or whatever, but I'm not like, Oh yeah. This what John silver. That's yeah. a man in the dark order, right? I'm not making that up. Mm-hmm. 
what? Okay, here's the thing. You can't act like that's not the guy in Treasure Island, right? That's going to drive me crazy. You can't do that. <laughs> Unless you have a, a faction of guys who are all accidentally <laughs> named after people from Treasure Island and they don't get it, like nobody realizes. They're like, that's John Silver and his tag team partner, Big Gun. And there's one person who's like, hang on, what? No. Oh, what, man. Who's, the, who's their manager? Jim there Hawkins? Is, and they're like, well, there's yeah. a they're Billy like, Gun. No. There's a Billy Gun. No. See, this is what I, you can't do that, man. You can't. Oh, it's, Cap, it's Captain Flint. No, don't call that man John Silver. That's ridiculous. That's I like the Dark Order, but yeah, that's fine. Let's keep going. Uh,. Tay Conti and Anna Jay wrestled Penelope Ford and the Bunny, which has been interesting because it's one of the only like non-title female feuds that's kind of been going on. Um, mm-hmm. But I still don't care. Um, like I'm happy they're doing it, but I I don't really care all that much. Um, mm. So tag team match happened. Then we had the best thing in the whole show. So MJF comes out, which is always going to be one of the best things on the show period because the man he might be the most entertaining person in AEW right now um definitely one of them and comes out this guy is just great um talks about he needs the you know a title shot which he does and he needs Mm -hmm. to be champion because he's the perfect long-term like 10 year on and off heel champion for a company. Like he's perfect. He's perfect for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully it does get to that point. But at some point he, he called, uh, he was talking about the different, different people and how good they were. I think something like that and ended up uh, talking about, um, I'm trying to figure out how it went now. It's been I, it's been a while since I watched the promo. I need to watch the promo again because it was great. But he, he he basically glossed over Darby Allen. Like he was talking about all these other people, and he's like, oh, I am Darby Allen. You know, who cares? <laughs> so Darby Allen then comes out. And again, we you don't see Darby, he doesn't do promos really. He does the videos. He doesn't really mm-hmm. do in-ring promos almost at all. And so he kind of comes out, says some things to MJF, and then MJF just goes on a Brian Pillman Jr. level just thrashing of Darby Allen, talking about his how he helped cause his uncle to die in a drunk driving accident and all this. Whoa! Where you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're just sitting there and you're like, what? What? <laughs> Huh? Huh? And uh, and he's just, <laughs> and then Darby just sits there stone faced the whole time, and he goes, "I know, mm. I know, I know what you're trying to do. You want me to, you want me to hit you, but I'm not going to, because you're not going to break me." And then just, then just stood there, and then MJF just started pitching a fit, uh, which was great, with with Wardlow hmm. and everything. <laughs> and then just left and <laughs> and you're like that was okay. awesome that was incredible you just i mean whoever booked this segment million gold stars you just made both these guys look like a million bucks in like the most entertaining way possible like it was awesome 
And and if this is the next feud, um, yes, take all of the money. I will pay anything. I'll pay more. I pay almost as much to see that as I would for uh, another Danielson Omega match. Like, oh man, this is gonna be, this is gonna be great. The only problem with this feud is both these guys need a win, mm-hmm. and now you're putting them together. That's a little strange. So I think the timing is probably might not be the best, but I also don't care because it's going to be awesome. So I don't know. I just don't know where I, I think at this point you just MJF needs to win more. He, he, he needs, he needs something like that. And, uh, you know, Darby had that he, he's been TNT champion. So he has had mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Um, MJF needs something really bad. And, uh, so that's the only thing. But anyway, I, I'm still all for this. And this was a great segment. And you need to watch it. You need to watch this segment, Harris. Yeah, dude. Wow. Because um, it was it was the best thing on the show. That okay. and the Arn thing, by far, were the best moments of the show. And how often is the best thing on uh, Dynamite not wrestling? It, you know, that yep. that's and, and that's not a, you know, normally that's what that's what you want. That's one of the great things about them is their best thing is the wrestling. So, uh the fact that actually it was a couple promo segments with this show was was interesting. Um, but yeah, that's going to be awesome. MJF is just a national treasure. He's just... I love it. I love it. He's like, I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to offend everybody. And it's it's great. Um, yeah. We need more of that in wrestling. That's um, awesome. I love that. Okay, sorry. I'm just no, going no, no, no. to give ahead. a few quick thoughts here. I love that. Like, I feel like Darby Allen might be the most intelligently booked babyface. Like in any wrestling company right now, yeah. and I don't mean like the people booking him are smart. I mean like he's booked as a wrestling babyface who isn't an idiot mm-hmm. consistently. Yeah. Even in ways like this, where it's not like there's a trap. Like it's not like we he would have gotten DQ'd or lost something. He's just like, no, you want me to snap and hit you, and that's why I'm not going to do that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's great. Like that's really fun. And yeah, like he clearly did cross the line, but Darby is like emotionally well-rounded enough to realize okay if he's going this hard he must have a reason and he must really want me to bite yeah so i'm not going to and you're like yeah okay how many times have you seen a wrestling angle where a wrestler chooses not to fight somebody right (laughs) well except for heels running away but well right but that's it it, like yeah okay fair but like you know what i mean like yeah yeah baby faces like nope yeah i choose non-violence and Mm -hmm. everyone loves it like that's oh that's awesome I'm gonna have to, yeah. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. So I was actually thinking of another segment, but yeah, I I missed a heck of an episode. It sounds like. Well, again, not really. As far as the whole episode, <laughs> okay. it wasn't really that great. There was just a couple of really good moments. Um. Mm-hmm. So then we had the main event TNT Championship match, Sammy Guevara and Miro, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. that that was fun. That's that's been a pretty fun storyline that's been built up over the past few weeks. Um. So I've I've enjoyed that build. Um, and the match was, the match was good. Uh, I, I enjoyed it and, but I also didn't really care a whole lot. Cause I was like, Oh, well mm-hmm. this, this finish is obvious. And then it wasn't Harris mm-hmm. <laughs> out of nowhere. Sammy Guevara beats Miro, the undefeated unstoppable Miro mm-hmm. and wins the TNT championship. And part of me was like, wait, what? And then part of me was like, you know what? I think I'm okay with this depending on what they do with Miro moving forward. 
Mm, that's well, going to be true. the secret. That. That's going to be the secret. Because, um, again, I don't think for as good as they started this book in a Miro, they never really let him dominate real people. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm kind of little confused, but <laughs> I, I, I kind I like, I feel like the TNT championship shouldn't be a championship. That's just held for a year by one person. Yeah. So I, I was fine with it. I think Guevara's perfect to have a title reign. I think that's a great idea. Um, so, but I'm just not sure about Miro. I don't know what their plan is for him. Because as of right now, there doesn't really seem to be one. So, mm-hmm. that'll be interesting to see what happens. There doesn't really seem to be a plan is kind of the only real problem I have with AEW right yeah. now. There's a lot of they don't have a stuff. plan for anything. No, like if you told me, oh yeah, Miro's going to win it. He's going to look like a monster. And then he's going to lose it to Sammy Guevara. I'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right. And like Sammy Guevara is the right person to beat him. You want somebody kind of ascendant. Mm-hmm. Somebody small enough to look really impressive beating a guy like Miro. Yep. And then I found out that that happened this week, and I was like, oh, like it, that's the, like if that happens at full gear in November, I totally get it, and I think that's great. And you're right that like we have to reevaluate our understanding of the TNT title as a television title, mm-hmm. not a mid card title. It's, right. You know what I mean? Like it's a TV title first. The bulk of what happens here is going to be on television. And some of this is on me because I just haven't time to watch hardly any wrestling these days. But it's annoying that I see one, you know, I read one recap and they're like, oh, yeah, Sammy Guevara was doing that thing with the cards and a commercial break. And then Miro jumped him. And then, oh, yeah, Sammy Guevara is the champion now. Like that, mm-hmm. give it a little bit more than that. Like yep. Miro's so good and his run has been so good that I want the chance to know this is happening, see it build for a week or two. And then have it happen. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing that disappoints me about this. I want to go yeah. see the match just to see if it yep. feels any more earned in the moment. But just no, it doesn't see like that being what happens. You're like, what? OK, come on. Yeah. Like you can give it a little bit more than that. That's I know. Like I said, can. like it I said about the Adam Cole Jungle Boy match, like everything is just happening mm. immediately. And you're like and yeah. nothing is being there's very little that's actually being built as far as storylines go. And I thought I was hoping it was mm-hmm. just because they were bringing a bunch of people in and it doesn't really seem to be the case seems to be continuing. So I yeah, yeah. I hope they get back on track at some point soon because that'll be disappointing if this keeps going on like this. It's going to get old. It's a it's a very interesting problem to have with the wrestling show, isn't it? Yeah. Which is that they're just throwing stuff at you and it's all good stuff and they're throwing it at you too quickly. Yep. Yep. Exactly. That's a really weird problem to have but yeah mm-hmm. no i'm with you man and like here, here's the thing like miro isn't going to go challenge for the title and beat kenny omega like that's not mm-hmm. his match to win so what okay so what's next like what he's gonna the most heel thing he could do would be to reunite with kip sabian because people would hate that <laughs> but yeah. yeah, you're just like, what are we what are we doing here? And who's the next big like upper mid card guy who's going to be Sammy Guevara? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I got to be honest. I like him and he was a good choice to win. I don't I, I'm not going to tune in to see who he fights next week. Yeah, frankly, I, I, I was I was enjoying the Miro run. I think it could have gone on for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Mm. I agree. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but um, that was dynamite. So. <laughs> 
again, it was kind of a mm, overall kind of a meh show, but there was enough really good, you know, there was a couple of really good moments and enough fine, you know, some good matches that it was fine. Again, it, AEW mm. at its, or Dynamite at its worst is still at least fine. Like, like I haven't had, I've yeah. seen some bad booking and some stuff like that, but even with some of that, there's enough good wrestling and stuff where it's like, you know, at, at worst so far, AEW's fine. And uh, this was a eh, pretty good example of that for the most part with a few things that were far better than that. But yeah, pretty much it. So uh, Rampage, um, okay. tell me tell me how good Rampage was. Like, I know what matches happened, but I don't know how good any of them were. Yeah. It was it was fine. It was pretty good. Um, So, yeah. So you open with Brian Danielson and Nick Jackson. And that to me is the perfect like that's what dynamite should be right yeah. now. You know, that's like, okay, that's the perfect, like, okay, you have this A-lister you really want to see. We're going to put him on the fast track to something. But in the meantime, we're going to have him fight somebody that you know he's going to beat, but like on paper is a respectable opponent. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's perfect for that. Like Nick Jackson, great tag team wrestler, presumably fine singles wrestler. He's not beating Brian Danielson. You're so right. there's not a lot of suspense about that. There's just, it, it's, it's solid. There's a lot of, you know, Nick Jackson being a jackass and, you know, he's doing that thing where he sprays the aerosol on himself like it's deodorant and then he's spraying it down his pants and then Brian Danielson dives, you know, through the ropes and hits him with a suicide dive and it's great. Like there's a lot of a lot of showboating and Brian just responding by playing the hits really technical, gets a lot of submissions in. it's all pretty fun. It's not, you know, a great match, but it's a good match. Like it's a solid TV match. Yeah. Um trying to remember what else happened here i mean you know the the outcome is never really in doubt they get a few cheap moments in where he kind of gets some offense in, but at some point he hits tiger suplex and then he locks in cattle mutilation which is just a great name for a submission hold anyway mm-hmm. and then nick jackson taps out obviously solid like it's fine it's it's good you know like i said the names on the marquee make sense it's just it's not gonna it's a rampage match like it's a good rampage match mm-hmm. and then they do the same spot where like the elite come running in and then Christian cage and Jurassic express come out for like Uh, the seventh week in a row. And then they, you know, they start fighting and then they do this thing where like jungle boy locks in his submission on Adam Cole. Mm -hmm. And then Kenny Omega comes out and Danielson locks his submission on him. And then they both tap, which is like Kenny Omega wouldn't tap that quickly in any situation. I don't think, I think that's a little, you know what I mean? It's just, it's a little too cute. Yep. Yep, but yep. they clearly just wanted to do that thing, and it doesn't feel earned enough or after a big enough match for it to really be a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's you know what I mean. It's like two weeks too early for that. Yeah, that's that been the sense. name like of the game with AEW over the past year. Yeah, yeah. So again, it's like again, good moment, like good match. This has nothing to do with the match. Good match. The moment you're just like, oh come on, like that could have really meant something in three months and the build to something major or something. You know what I mean? Like it's just. You can see a world where, like, Jungle Boy has the TNT title and Adam Cole is going to challenge him and Daniel Bryan is going to challenge Kenny Omega for the title. And then mm-hmm. they do this spot, something like that. And they just – they already blew it, you yeah. know? Um, yep. Okay, there was a fantastic video package from Ricky Starks. And, like, I yes. know he's good and, like, I liked him in NWA. But I this was the first time that I've seen him do something in AEW that I'm like, that's it. And like, that's why Mark loves this guy. And like, I know he's good, but now I, I, I get it because he's talking about what well, one, it's just a really cool, like well shot 
video package. It's just him just like getting dressed at his house and like driving away in his car. But it's a really cool looking house and a really cool looking car. It's really well produced. And Ricky Starks is just like, hey, man, Brian Cage sucks. Like, I know you guys think he doesn't because he's big and strong and looks like a Terminator, but he's not. Like, I can I can beat this guy up, and I'm going to prove that. Like, this guy is big. He's corny. He's a caricature of what a wrestler should be. I'm going to kick his ass. And it's awesome. Nice. And it completely gets me to buy into Ricky Starks. There's a tw- I'm, I'm looking at a recap now, and there's a tweet with the video embedded, so I'm going to have to send it to you. But it's just – I already pulled it up. I'm going to watch it when we're done. Five-star video package. It's excellent. It's very, very good. So the cool thing about Rampage only being an hour long is it is a pretty tight wrestling show. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, the original recipe NXT where you're going to get a couple solid TV matches and a couple really good character developing moments. And that's kind of what this show is. So the next thing we get is a CM Punk promo, a CM Punk video package, and it's just as good. Like these are two five-star promo video packages. They're awesome. I, I'm not, I can't recap the whole thing because I don't remember everything he said, but yeah. this is like, like I said this last week, but like when I think of great CM Punk promos, I think about like, you know, kind of the, the fourth wall ones, mm-hmm. the meta ones, the pipe bomb, the one where he comes back. But this is just proof that he is so dang good at just being a pro wrestler purely in <laughs> kayfabe without any winks and nods to the fourth wall. You know, he he's he, he knows that because he's CM Punk, people are going to be gunning for him. Mm-hmm. And that's what he wants. He says this is this is one of those CM Punk lines. He says, I would rather choke on greatness than starve on mediocrity. He would rather bite off more than he can chew now than just half-ass it and just coast on being CM Punk. He wants the best that AEW has to offer. But he says if you come gunning for him, you better watch out because nap time is always on the menu when you fight CM Punk. It's so nice, good. Dude. Nice. It's awesome. Like it's just – it's perfect. He is so dang good at this in a way that – you know, again, it doesn't explicitly mention the fourth wall. But like the, the question with Punk is, OK, but how good is he really because he's been away seven years? And I love that they steer right into that in kayfabe. And he's like, no, I don't know if I'm the best in the world anymore, but I'm here to find out. And like y'all better step up. And you better not be sleeping on me either because I'm an old man, but like I will put you down. I am still mm-hmm. better than you. It's perfect, dude. So watch that video next too. Those yeah. those are the highlights of Rampage, frankly. Like the matches are okay. Those were the those were awesome. That was those the same story watch. with Dynamite, although except it was in ring yeah. promo segments and not uh video packages. Right. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so now Okay. First of so you know what? I have less to say about one of these next two matches. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to tell you, okay, if I were to tell you that there was a match between Orange Cassidy yep. and Jack Evans, yep. Um, we, we are, are we excited to watch that match? Uh, no, um, no, um, not, no, not particularly. No. 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 What if I told you that it's a hair versus hair match? Care about yeah, that? I heard about that. Um, uh, I, I, well, clearly no, cause I, I did not watch. I haven't watched rampage yet. Mm-hmm. 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 yeah no I, I didn't watch this match this was the main event of the show i i didn't watch it at that point i'm sure it was fine there appears to have been a little moment with uh Brody lee jr in the ring at the end which is cool no problem with that but you know at 10 45 on a friday night when i gotta get up to go see the dogs early the next morning i'm not i'm, I'm, I'm not doing that i'm sorry this is another one of those rampage things where like they should have swapped the first match and the last match every rampage like has been value. that case every single one yeah 
and I don't I mean I get I get kind of what they want to be going for in like the you know Dynamite does this cool thing where they open with a really great technical match every week or they try to you know but at some point you're like man it's it's 10:45 on a Friday night if you're giving me Orange Cassidy versus Dark Order member number seven like I'm going to bed I just don't Orange here's the thing man Orange Cassidy would be very similar if he got all his hair shaved so like mm-hmm. why would I ever why would I ever care? No. Anyway, I say all that to say, that's all I'm going to say about the movie. Hang on, I will I say one thing, it. though. Apparently, just from mm-hmm. reading some of the recaps, <laughs> apparently Orange Cassidy didn't know that his hair was on the line. And <laughs> Oh, that's very good. Then. And then he found out, and he's just like, eh, it doesn't matter, I'm, I'm not going to lose. So it's just like, okay, that's funny. Oh, okay. Like, that I like. That's I like that. Then. Yeah, it, no, okay. I take some of that back then because that's a great touch, and I'm kind of glad they did that <laughs> just stipulation just for that reason. Clueless that he was in a hair versus hair match, huh. and he's just like, and then upon finding out, it's just like, eh, it's fine. <laughs> huh. I like that. I like that oh a God, lot. That's crazy. That that that's excellent. Okay, well, I'm glad you said that because I didn't know that. I'll have to find that clip at least. Um, there was a Sammy Guevara video package. That's fine. There was a Malachi Black video package. He's still gunning for Cody. That's fine. But he's already beat him twice. Why would he still be gunning for Cody? Because he's trying to turn him to the dark side, Mark. I don't know. It's a little overwrought, frankly. But whatever. Here's so here's the match that on paper made me say, "Whoa, I gotta watch this Rampage." And I think would have been a perfectly serviceable main event. I guess the hair versus hair thing is what they felt like putting in the main event instead. That's fine. Nyla Rose versus Thunder Rosa versus Jade Cargill. The three biggest women in the company, the three most obvious choices for a number one contendership. This has stakes. This has names that make sense. It's a triple threat, so anything goes. You can keep everybody very protected. Mm -hmm. And it's got the woman that we are both most into in this company. Yep. And arguably the woman we're the least And the one we we, we wish would not keep being put in these situations. As soon as I found out this was going to be a tripler match, I lost all interest. I was like, Jade Cargill, Thunder Rose. I'm like, yeah, I'm down for that. And then once it was like, oh, no, we're we're shoehorning Nyla Boring Rose into here again. And it's just like, oh, I lose all interest. See, here's I. OK, I'm just going to I'm going to skip straight to the verdict. I think the match was fine. It's not as good as. It, it looks on paper when I see Thunder Rosa in a triple threat. Like I think, oh, this is going to get crazy. Mm-hmm. It's it's fine. I think between, I, I don't think Nyla Rose is a bad wrestler. I think she's a little cumbersome she's and fine. heavy set and slow. I just don't like, care. And I'm so right. oh, she's well, so okay. overexposed over the past couple years. Well, see, you're right, but like to me, watching it. That's kind of the point. Like, it's okay to have a heel character who you don't want to win because they're overexposed because you can do yeah, other stuff. Yeah. Like, if she won, that would be one thing. But she did. Like, she's there to get heat and for you to root against her. And she did a fine job. But the thing is, she and Jade Cargill both wrestle such a big plotting style that putting both of them in a triple threat kind of negates the purpose mm-hmm. of a triple threat. Yeah. Like, if it were if it were Chris Statlander and Jade Cargill and Thunder Rosa, like, that could have been crazy. Mm-hmm. Or you know, Anna Jay and Thunder Rosa and Jay Cargill. Like you want to see a little bit more high flying action. And this wasn't a bad match, but there was a lot of slow power moves because two of the people in that match are that type. And it was fine. It just never got quite to the like level of intensity that I wanted to see. And that I feel like they could have delivered, but it was pretty good. There were some fun spots. They did like, 
I don't know how often this happens, but sometimes in triple threats, they just wrestle a straight match. And in this one, pretty early on, they were like, yeah, there's no DQs. It's a triple threat. Like, we're going to go buck wild here. So there's table spots. There's chairs. There's all this crazy stuff happening. But, like, it's it just wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. That's that's a pretty mild criticism. I think this was a fun – like, this was the perfect booking choice for the women's division. Mm-hmm. Jade Cargill won, which I would argue is kind of the right choice because I don't think she's going to beat Britt Baker. Right. Thunder Rosa looked very protected. Nyla Rose did a good job like being there, but not, you know, you know what I mean? Like she's getting heat. She goes through a table, which makes Thunder Rosa look like a million bucks. And what happened, like the ending sequence, she set up a table. She's trying to throw Thunder Rosa like off the top turnbuckle through the table. And Thunder Rosa kind of gets her feet under her, picks her up and power bombs Nyla Rose through the table outside the ring, which mm-hmm. was like a pretty fun spot. And again, yeah. makes Thunder Rosa look really smart and really tough, which was cool. And then she kind of staggers back into the ring, but Jade Cargill has grabbed a chair while all this is happening, cracks her with a chair like four or five times, and then pins her for the win. You're like, okay, well, like, I get that. That protects Thunder Rosa in a loss. She didn't lose a wrestling match. She got hit with a chair by the Incredible Hulk. Like, that's okay. You know, I'm, I'm fine with all of that. It makes her look good. And I think, again, when she challenges Britt Baker for the title in three months, it's going to be money. And it's going to be. be awesome. Better be. It's, right, exactly. All of this is predicated. Like if Jade Cargill wins the title next week, forget everything I'm saying right yep. now. But, you know, I like everything they did here. I think it was a good idea with some good spots. It just didn't quite click for me the way I wanted it to. But, yep. again, mixed under the rose will look really good. I Here's the thing, man. I'm not going to say too much about Jade Cargill because I'm not like – I'm indifferent when it comes to like super technical wrestling. Like I want it to be good, but I'm not the most critical person of that in the world. She's still real green, man. She's got some work yeah. to do. The chair yeah. shots looked very staged and like, it's just, I, I get it. She's still pretty new to this. It looks like she's tapping her with the chair. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't look good. And I'd rather you do that and be a good safe worker than injure Thunder Rosa. But, you know, it's just little things like that where you're like, ah, man, when I saw these three names, like I, I was expecting a match that they didn't quite deliver. But yeah, it was fine. So that's the conclusion of my Rampage review. Uh, some of it was great. Some of it was good on paper. Most of it was fine. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I missed anything else. I don't think I did. It's like I said, I'm, I'm happy at a high level with everywhere they're going. The story, the booking. Again, the women's division. I, I like that. I like that they're giving. Brunswick's own Anna Jay a little bit of room to move like in the lower <laughs> card I like this number one contender feud in the mid card like everywhere they're everywhere they're going is fine I just wish they would take a little more time to get there yeah yep I agree I agree that's the name of the game everything with AEW has just been everything's been rushed over the past several months mm. so it'd be nice it would be nice for them to settle down and actually build personal storylines um, mm-hmm. which they oh. used to it would be nice yeah exa- well and they're you know they're still telling good stories yeah there's still some for sure slower. dude okay so this is another thing i meant to tell you about extreme rules that i completely forgot until i was talking about this triple threat we're gonna derail the show now but that's fine the main event of extreme rules is an extreme rules match there's right. weapons whatever there's a lot of good weapon spots they brawl through the crowd for a while but there's a point where roman reigns like goes into the ring and produces a kendo stick of course. I don't know why that's there, but, you know, whatever. You're used to it at this point. And Finn Balor goes under the ring and comes back with four kendo sticks 
taped together with like red and black demon paint on them. Oh, and it was just okay. the most Bugs Bunny thing I've ever seen. Like since Bray <sighs> Wyatt got out that giant hammer at that awful Hell in a Cell match that kind of killed Seth Rollins' entire career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was, it was like, oh, you have a weapon? Well, I have a bigger weapon. Like I wish Roman Reigns had gotten eight kendo sticks taped together. <laughs> if they're going to go for it, just really go for it. But I wish one of them just pulled out like a bowling ball bomb with a little wick on it. And... Exactly. Or a gun. Like if it's an Extreme Rules match, I want to see someone who's just like, oh, yeah, okay, sweet. Uh, this Arn is Anderson, man. Exactly. <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyway, so that was also really stupid, but it happened so early in the match that everyone forgot about it because of other stuff that happened. That's fair. Oh, see, there's a there's oh, got to be a scale of wrestlers that use weapons that are themed after themselves. Like Big Show using the giant Big Show chair is obviously on the top of that list. That's the greatest thing in wrestling <laughs> history. Uh, Stardust with the Stardust ladder. That's also up there. That was pretty mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Finn Balor with his demon kendo sticks. Low on the list. No, not it's no Bray Wyatt giant hammer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. That's that's good. Oh, oh, uh, um, uh, uh, oh, shoot. Well, one of the best ones is um, uh, Abyss with uh, with the the two by four with the nails in it. Mm. Yeah. Oh, what was the name of it? I forgot the name of it now. Some some well, girl. Some... It was some. It was like the name of some girl, and I don't remember what it was yeah. called, but it was awesome. But that's almost like that's just sincerely a good like weapon choice. That's yeah. like you know. Like a sledgehammer or something. I'm talking about people who take like a normal thing and oh. they're like, no, no, it's my themed thing now. Oh, like, again, okay. I think gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. like like the big show chair, the yeah, giant, yeah, yeah. giant chair. Like, that's so stupid. <laughs> but you're immediately like, well, yeah. <laughs> he, I mean, he oh, can't sit good. in a normal chair. No, exactly. <laughs> he brought this from home. What do you think oh. he sits in at his house? Like, I would I would expect his whole house oh. looks like that. Right, exactly. Well, and like, th- there's a ladder match where Stardust has his own special yep. Stardust ladder with yep. polka dots on it, and you're like, "All right, that works on a couple levels. Like, that's really fun." That is. Cool. Oh man, yeah. So that okay, that also happened. Anyway, weird week in wrestling. A lot yeah. of different criticisms here. Yeah, a lot of stuff happened. It wasn't boring. <laughs> that's for the most part. That's that's true. No, that's true. Oh man. Oh. Hopefully, right. this week won't be boring. Hopefully. This is the last week, hopefully, that I'll have to work through Dynamite. So we'll have even longer and yeah, more rambling still reviews have, in the future. I still, I'm still going to be busy for the rest of this month until volleyball <laughs> season ends. Woo! Oh, man. All right. Well, that does it for this episode. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at Behind underscore Gorilla and Instagram at Behind underscore Gorilla. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Mark Brand. And I'm Matt Harris-Wilson. Let's go ahead and do that. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Any uh, final thoughts here, Harris? Hmm. No, that's pretty much it. Um, whenever the next Scream movie comes out, David and Arquette will be in that. We'll do an episode on it. We were talking about Halloween movies earlier, and yeah, it comes out next the only year. one. It probably comes out next yeah. October, if I had to guess. I would assume they'd put it out in October, but I'm not exactly yeah, sure the date. I know it's next year, but yeah. anyway. David Arquette, uh, be in more movies. Let's go. Yes, All right, well, he up. is, and we just don't see them. So that's that's on us. That's on us. Mm. Um, all right. Yeah, that does it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you next time.